Welcome to episode six. And in this one, I want to talk about the cycle of abuse. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Goddard, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening inside you. I will help you find the best habits, discover the best tools, put in place the best rituals as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level becoming the best version of yourself hello and welcome back so you might be in the throes of confusion at the end of an emotionally abusive relationship or this actually could have happened years ago this is actually uncommon and you still haven't quite got over that one relationship. Emotional abuse is unique. It's not like the ending of any other relationship. I talk about it being a bit like a Veruca. So the Veruca is a virus, and once you've caught it, you need to get the root out. It sits there and it waits and it lays dormant if you don't, waiting to be triggered again. And the abuse that happens in these relationships is very, very similar. Emotionally healthy people at the end of a relationship will want you to move on. They'll do everything in their power to make sure that you get the closure that you need, that you understand what happened, um, that you're able to accept and heal and move on. It works for them as well because they have decided the relationship is over for whatever reason they want to move on as well so if you've experienced emotional abuse this will not be what you're experiencing you won't get closure you're actually trapped in a trauma bond and you need to untangle from it I've described this as like a bindweed it grabs hold of you and it strangles the life out of you and it's the trauma bond that keeps you trapped for so long And because the abuser is unhealthy emotionally, they don't want you to get closure. What they do want is for you to still be somewhere in the background, hanging around, ready to leap into action when they send you a message or they make contact with you, they call you. You're ready to provide them with some form of attention and they don't care whether it's positive or negative. So they are like a cat it's like a game of with a cat and a mouse they play with your emotions they know exactly what to say and how to get a reaction from you you were a project to them and like any good student they studied you really hard they saw uh, you were able to provide them with something that they wouldn't get from anybody else they upgraded to you they uh, it might be that you had more money it might be that you were, gave them better attention might be that you had better contacts for them to upgrade their life they might have been homeless or about to become homeless and you were be uh, you were able to provide that um, security what they do need to secure is you as quickly as possible and to ensure that you didn't escape and once they've set eyes on you they you're their prize they come very committed to winning 
And the reason it hurts so much is due to all the chemical reactions that they've triggered in you and that are still going on. They've broke down every single boundary that you had and there are st three stages to um, the cycle of abuse and they carry each one out um, perfectly and they carry it out with perfect timing for the best impact. The three stages they are idealization, devaluation and discard. Idealization you might also hear as love bombing. This is where they give you gifts, they might take you out for days, weekends away, meals. They tell you that you're their soulmate. There's a lot of future faking that goes on here. They're constantly messaging you. So when you wake up in the morning, you see you get a message from them and you so you're the first thing or they're the first thing that um, you're thinking about. And you think that they're the, you're the first thing they're thinking about. In reality, it might be at this point, they're sending that message out to a lot of different people. They do the same thing at the end of the day. They send you a good night message. Again, you go to bed dreaming about them. There are long phone calls, constant attention. They are letting you know what their expectations are. I'll touch on that in a minute. Then there's the devaluation. So. This is where all the things they told you that they uh, really loved about you and how different you were, they then convert into put downs. They also compare you to others. So um, they use this sort of form of triangulation and um, they're sparring you off someone. Now that person might be fake, they might be real. Um, you realize or you might have moments of clarity where their words don't actually match their actions and what they're doing is eroding at your personality they're destroying your confidence they're smashing all those boundaries that you had in place and then there's the discard now this can happen many times it's not a final discard the discard is where they might um, disappear or they might be hard to um, get hold of they might withdraw from you uh, they might become silent or secretive this is mindfuckery. The final discard is when actually you have nothing left and you might realise this is coming when they literally don't hold that mask up. So during that idealization stage, they created the person, this is what the, the whole project thing is for. They're, they're listening, learning and creating um, a fake person, a, a fake character to play. And this is, and they put this mask in place and pretend to be this person that you're. They've worked out that you're that you want to be in a relationship with, and they then can't hold that mask any longer. That's when the final discard is because they can't be bothered because you have nothing to give them anymore. So idealization is um, the damage caused. This puts you in a state of confusion. You had no idea the abuse was taking place. The Chinese, it's like Chinese water torture. It happens very, very slowly and it turns you insane. But you were targeted, you were picked and you were groomed and it was done so very subtly. You fell in love with yourself and I want you to think about this really carefully. I've mentioned this a few times in various different places. It's in my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse. Um, and I think that's where I started to, to think about this idea if they like everything about you and then they project it back. 
So uh, like any student, this is what they're doing, like any student, they're studying for an exam. So everything you said and you did was watched and noted. And they asked you so many questions and they tested you at a later date. In fact, they might still be testing you now. They know how to trigger you. And particularly if you're going through a divorce, they will use this bank of knowledge against you. They swept you off your feet. And these were the compliments, the gifts, the days out. You know, they create, they catered for every need that you had. You possibly woke, as I said, in the morning to find messages from them. The same happened in the evening at the end of the day. So you had sweet dreams. In, um, in the book, Psychopath 3, Jackson McKenzie lists six major techniques they use to brainwash you. And you might have heard these um, statements. We have so much in common. We have the same hopes and dreams. We ha share the same insecurities. You are beautiful. I've never felt like this in my life. We're soulmates. So the first one is they listened and mirrored uh, what was important to you, your values, and then they repeated them back as if they were their own. And I've found through my own experience that once those words left their lips, they became their own truth. Even if it was a complete lie, they thought it, they, it then became their truth and they lived it. So it might have felt like you were looking in the mirror and really you you're falling in love with yourself but you might feel you might not actually feel like that at the moment you might be in so much pain and believe this is all your fault and you're asking what you did wrong how you could wondering how you're going to get back to that place where you're getting that attention so i'm going to repeat this again they listened and mirrored so what was important to you they re repeated back as if it was their own words as if it was their own hopes and dreams and as part of this process, they began not only to take over your life, but also your future because they created a bond that later becomes so hard to let go of. This is the trauma bond. And this pain runs so deeply through your body. It hurts like a physical pain. It really, really hurts. The amazing thing that I realized was that you feel you come out of these relationships and you feel absolutely dead inside. However, there's this pain that's like really deep rooted that physically hurts. So the second one is future faking. The fake future, there was nothing about it that was real. The stories were so believable, you were planning it all with them, but you took, if you look back, they had you believing this is what you wanted, but your dreams were actually overridden and were completely forgotten. There might be sprinklings in there just to keep you interested. And the third one is you share the same insecurities. And again, it's a mirror. What you saw in them was something they will have seen in you. You did everything to help them. You received praise for it, but there might have been something inside you that was wondering when someone is going to help you. And as they boosted you a step higher on the pedestal, you were told that no one had ever understood them in the way that you did. They compared you to exes and you did more and more to show them how much you did care. And this is a trick. This is another form of triangulation where they tell you that what is going on. So they, they create this scenario where you're starting to see, to feel seen and heard and really special. 
And what they do is they then sprinkle in, it's a bit of breadcrumbing, they sprinkle in this information about the relationships that they've had before and why they didn't work. And what they're actually doing is saying to you, you want to stay here in this relationship. This is not, this is what not to do. And in your mind, you're thinking, okay, I must remember, I'm never going to do that because um, that person did it. Mary Jane or whatever her name is, did that. And she's no longer in this, in that relationship. And this is so special to me. So the fourth one is the compliments that you receive from them made you feel special what they are actually doing is training you in order for them to receive compliments from you. They had never met anyone like you. You are so special and you reciprocate. They then said, um, told you why you were so special. And as I said, they compared you to the exes. So they're sending these little warning signals and affirming to you that their exes are exes for a reason. And if you want to stay in this relationship, you need to behave in a certain way or you're going to be joining that long line. Yet you didn't question what the common denominator was in these relationships, which is them. And this is due to that bonding that's taking place. And you might have spotted a few red flags, but very quickly they respond, extinguishing those thoughts and then you write them off. I remember getting to number three red flag and going, right, I'm done, I'm out of this. And hearing, no, 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 I, we're, we're meant to be together, we're soulmates, I love you so much, I want to change for you, I don't want to live that life. And I believed it. And my gut was saying, walk away, walk away, walk away. The sixth one is we're meant to be together, we're soulmates. And, you know, as I said, I heard that when I was uh, seeing this, this third, it might have even been the fourth red flag. They love the attention. They also love um, the attention being romantic brings them. Uh, they're creating bonds. So the more they talk about your amazing connection and repeat it back to you, the hopes and dreams that they're copying, you started to believe them. You had so much in common. You're starting to map out this fake future that they were the person that you wanted, always wanted, how often did they tell you that? They told you that you're beautiful and you were the only person so far that ever had understood them. Of course you're going to be soulmates. And there you are, hooked. It was simple. It was just as simple as that. They have used this technique before and they will continue to use it. They'll refine it over time, but it's a formulator that gets them what they're looking for. The cycle of abuse gives them the attention they crave and they're able to manipulate and control people to avoid being abandoned. And that is their biggest fear, the fear of abandonment. Devaluation is used to test the water. So they check that their formulation is working or the formula is working. And you know, if they haven't got it right during that idealization stage, they just take you back round and they just tweak it until they get you to the right point. So what they're doing is um, they're making sure that you are getting to the point where you're more invested in protecting the relationship than you are in protecting yourself. So this is where you start to detach. Some of these emotions coming out where we feel guilt and shame. The shame and guilt is um, surrounding that and abandonment is the fact that we've abandoned part of ourselves. This is where these, some of these emotions actually come from. 
This is about the abandonment and the, the shame of what we've done and the guilt that what we've done not um, to ourselves as well as to other people. So they might have made um, comments about your intelligence, which might have been something they admired in the beginning or your abilities in certain areas and certainly your hopes and dreams. So a red flag pops up and when you question them, they will tell you that it, you might be oversensitive or they were only joking they're only kidding and it's these slight put downs these subtle put downs which will be followed by some idealization and this changes the chemical uh, reaction in our brains and they get you addicted to hormone rushes and you become confused why has this amazing person said this and then they might have followed it up with a compliment or a gift and all's forgiven. And you, you might have sighed a huge re uh, relief that, you know, you're being reinstated back on that pedestal. And this is how this devaluation starts. This is how this cycle starts. So you ignore your intuition, which is telling you to run away and you believe they're right. After all, how can somebody who believes in you and treats you in this way be wrong? And gradually, the attention you receive starts to disappear and you accept any little crumb that they throw your way. And they use these techniques uh, as well as like triangulation, talking too much about their exes who went from being devalued when they were being used as like your little training aid as the example for you to ensure if you want to stay in this relationship and in their life that you better not behave in the same way. They start to use these exes um, in a form uh, to make you feel jealous. And that's what triangulation does. It makes us feel insecure and jealous. Anyone who gives them attention was used to break down your self-esteem. And they were used to draw you in closer so that you would fight for their attention. So they, cr they create these triangles with anyone you would see as a threat. They love to turn people against each other. And they keep people just far enough apart that they can't compare anything, but close enough to ensure that you know they're a threat. And they manufactured these situations to make you jealous or even question their fidelity. Everyone has a different quality of supply to them. And just like they have poisoned you, they've done the same to everybody else in their lives. The stories they made up about their crazy exes, they are now telling about you. The greater the fear you pose to them out of the relationship, the dirtier the smear campaign. You might have experienced gaslighting where you were convinced your reality wasn't real. You didn't understand a situation or your facts were wrong. You may have discovered lies and again they told you you were wrong. You misunderstood that situation. They weren't flirting. They weren't on a dating website. It was an old account. All their data had been hacked and used. By the time you've collected your thoughts, they've confused you, turned the conversation around and it was all your fault. If you'd given them more attention, they would have um, not done or done or you know whatever their excuse is. This is all about power and control. And this is how the cycle starts. Round and around and around it went, a push-pull of emotions. And you're like, or you were like that child playing with the daisy. He or she loves me, he, she loves me not. Only this is a really dangerous game affecting you on so many different levels. So you get back to your place of safety and they kick the pedestal away. And you would clamber back up again and bam, it's gone again. 
then discards are thrown into the mixture where they were used to make sure you're fully hooked. The abuser may have disappeared or not called, and this could be for hours, it could be days, weeks, months. They might have been contactable but made excuses as to why they couldn't see you, why they were too busy, or they were ill and they didn't want to infect you, or a family member was ill. Then they reappeared with a gift or a compliment and hooked you back up to that feeling that you had at the beginning of the relationship and reaffirming that they did still love you and you got your hormone fix and you settled back down. The final discard came when there was nothing left for them. Perhaps they had drained you of your money and you could no longer support them in the way that you have done or you had no energy left for them, let alone yourself. Maybe they've spotted another victim who would help them upgrade in some way, who has something to offer, a new source of supply and attention. Because in truth, that is exactly what you've been for them. They could provide them with a better quality life. You were no longer fit for purpose. The emotional abuser might have told you that you are bipolar. And you might wonder if it's true, but I want you to think back to a time before you met this person and I bet you, you were a normal or relatively normal functioning person in society. If you do feel that you've got a mental health condition, please go and seek help. But at the end of the relationship, there are two things that happen. Either you woke up and realized what had happened and you get out of the situation or they discard you. And when you realize you need to get away, you've woken up to the fact that something is very wrong. You might have taken a step back and looked at the bigger picture and you realize you couldn't live like this anymore. If you were discarded, you go crazy. And it's like the other crazy exes that they've told you about. But in this situation, you need to be really careful as you might prove them right. But in both scenarios, you've been trauma bonded and you do need to untangle from the chains. They are playing the victim and they will paint you in a negative light. If you've been discarded, the best thing you can do is hide and it might be too late. You might have already taken to social media, told the world, you might have sent a barrage of text messages, emails, left voice messages, but please, please, please stop now. This is giving them more fuel to prove you are crazy and that they were right to discard you. There might be a need to tell everybody, it wasn't me, they did this, this and this and this. Don't do that. Inside you is an inner child trying to get the attention it never received. So instead, go inside and seek the wound that is so desperately needing healing. I say, when you want to reach out, reach in. And if you find out that they're seeing someone else, resist the temptation to make contact with that person. Tell them what happened to you. Remember, they think that you're crazy and you will be reaffirming the stories that they have been told. Also think back to the beginning of your relationship. If somebody had contacted you, how would you have reacted? The abuser is the master of manipulation. Find a tribe who have been through this. It's a unique relationship. Your friends, unless they've experienced something similar, will not understand. You will have be expected to get over this really quickly, but you're going to need the time that it takes for you to undo this damage and release the trauma. Don't get sucked back in. That ho The hoover is a game to them. It's a tool that they love to use, hearing how broken you are. So when they make contact and you go, oh, you're reaffirming the control they have over you. 
I remember trying to go no contact and getting a message saying how difficult it was going to be that we should be together with soulmates and um, I shouldn't be going through this alone was another part of that message and I remember thinking I've got this all wrong he does love me and then I tried to contact him and I was told that he was turning his phone off in the evening and overnight as he was so busy at work and he needed the space to clear his head did you become a detective? Their mask was slipping and because you no longer are a good supply for, deten uh, for attention, they become careless. So your intuition is starting to kick in and their words and their actions are not matching up. So you knew something wasn't right, but you didn't know what it was. And this is the time to really nurture yourself. Remember, as I said, they've mirrored your insecurities. They've mirrored everything about you, but they've also mirrored your insecurities. And this is the gift they gave you. So you now have an opportunity to heal those wounds. There are relationships where people get cheated on and relationships that didn't work out for whatever reason, but this wasn't one of them. So ignore the people who say, you should be over this by now. They haven't experienced what you have experienced. Now is the time to heal that trauma and begin to untangle the trauma bonds. Find where it really comes from. Like me, you may find a huge abandonment wound from childhood. You might be going over the relationship with yourself, having loads of if only conversations, if only hadn't done something, if only hadn't said something, or you'd given them more attention. It's really important to understand at this point, I promise you, it really wouldn't matter what you said or did, it was going to happen. They were ready to move on. Now you need to break the trauma bonds and set yourself free. And when this happens, I urge you to step out of the situation, out of the constant thought process and ask yourself where it's coming from. Close your eyes, feel into your body, ask yourself how old you are, when you're feeling this pain and send, that, send love to that child. You have been looking for answers. You've been trying to find out what happened. I've believed you've experienced this for your own healing. This relationship was a gift and I know you're probably going to go, oh my God. Honestly, at some point when you fully healed, you will see that this was a gift. You were targeted by a child living in an adult body, a person who experienced an emotional disconnect at a really young age. How can one human being just walk away seemingly a loving relationship with no thought or consideration for another person? Normal relationships deteriorate over time. You wouldn't be feeling like this if, it hadn't ha if that had happened. The acceptance and respect for another person would allow you both to walk away. For you, the trauma of untangling yourself from this is, as mu is much needed. I believe this is a beautiful gift. You might feel really lost at the moment, but I promise you, you will look back and realize how far you've come. Because part of you actually fell in love with yourself. Remember when they were mirroring all those amazing qualities that you possess, they're actually your qualities, the ones that they were missing your empathy and your caring for others, your inner beauty, your deep forgiving soul. And I believe these people are very insecure and they're looking constantly for validation. I want you to think about this. You fell in love with yourself in a roundabout twisted way. You are an amazing person. I know you're hurting and you have been for a very long time now, but it is time to turn this around and fall in love with you. 
Do you know, writing your story can, out can be actually really cathartic. And this could be just for you. So you'll start to see the patterns and that probably you didn't see during the relationship. And it helps you identify that this relationship was um, was abusive. And when you go over those things, um, a turning point for me, because I did hear that I was bipolar, was actually realizing, and it took me six years, I went over this thinking, you know, oh my God, I'm bipolar. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not on that spectrum, but I don't be, believe I am bipolar. Um, however, like everybody, I have dark, you know, dro I drop down into those dark days. This trauma runs so deeply. So it was about six years later, and I suddenly, this thought occurred to me that, there had been so many lies in this relationship and yet I was hanging on to this one belief, this one belief that I was bipolar. And just like that, I was able to let it go. So for you, the trauma of untangling yourself from this is so much, is really needed. You need to find that huge abandonment wound that might need healing. And a lot of the work that I do now is around this original wound, where it all came from. I, when I was doing the work, I picked up so many and healed so many three-year-olds, five-year-olds, and eight-year-olds. They have mirrored your insecurities and they've brought them up to the surface for you to face. And this is where the gift is. They've walked away blaming you because they can't take responsibility. And they will continue using this pattern. And as I said, they move on from relationship to relationship. They're doing and repeating the same thing. They just tweak it. They learn and tweak. And this is the one thing they can't take from you, the ability to heal. Because they can't take responsibility, nothing is gonna be their fault. They will never ever be able to change this. And this is your turn now. This is your turn to heal and then go off and live the life you were born to live. An amazing one. If you'd like to find out more about the um, original wound, please go to my website, thedivorcesanctuary.com. It's about help people divorce emotionally from these relationships. I'm sending you loads of love until next time.